is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And it's time for you to get in on the action. Michigan TCU. Wolverines right now a nine and a half point favorite. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. You can lay your cash down on the Buckeyes or the Dogs or the Wolverines or the Horn Frogs who are purple from TCU. Just Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Our number two is underway on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. We also have the free live stream if you run out of range from your local station at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show to listen live anywhere in America. You have mobile service. We began this broadcast with huge opinions on Michigan's second-half domination against Purdue. What they've done in the fourth quarter of games is phenomenal. And that's why they have a legitimate shot to win the national championship. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over TCU on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. And the question is, and I know Georgia looked good, but remember, Ryan Kelly and LSU, by not picking up the block field goal, key interception that bounced off the helmet of an LSU player. They gave them 14 early points. And once you're chasing Georgia, you're done. And I think, you know, the odds makers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app see that because Ohio State, who got the fourth spot in the college football playoff, they're only a seven-point underdog against Georgia in Atlanta on New Year's Eve night. Michigan will play a little after 4 p.m. in Glendale, Arizona, home of the Arizona Cardinals. And they'll take on TCU. I assume that is going to be a massive pro-Michigan crowd. I I, I really believe that. I I believe that that place will be 75% Michigan fans. TCU isn't one of those history, tradition-rich schools. Michigan is, and their fans travel. That will be interesting. And if Michigan wins and Ohio State wins, those two teams will play at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, home of the Rams and the Chargers, for the national championship. Buckeyes and the Wolverines, just imagine that. Because if if that ever happens or it doesn't happen, you need to think, what's the biggest sporting event ever not in the state of Michigan, but involving Michigan sports teams. Ever. Mm. 
ever. I'm talking old generation, new generation, last year, 50 years ago. Is it, you know, the Tigers winning World Series, right? Gibson over the roof. Is it Mags' is homer? But they didn't win the World Series off that homer against the A's. Uh, is it Michigan State in the Ford Field Final Four? They didn't win the title. Um, Lions, their postseason memories. I think people with amnesia have more memories. <laughs> What do you have? I have amnesia. I can't remember anything. Yeah, I'm a Lions fan. I remember our last playoff win. Mark Rasmussen fell asleep at the game. John Madden called it the loudest NFL game he's ever been to and heard. But Mark Rasmussen fell asleep because the three-hour party bus ride took its toll. Falling asleep is a nice way of just expressing love to my longtime friend Mark Rasmussen. I don't know, the biggest, uh, you know, Michigan-Ohio State have had a couple games. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State, a week ago last Saturday, uh, 2006, Michigan-Ohio State. Michigan-Ohio State was big last year. Michigan-Michigan State, have they had any monster? I'm talking epic proportion football games, basketball games, wings. Maybe wings, avalanche, uh, the wings, Stanley Cups, right, obviously. Hmm. I'm telling you, Michigan-Ohio State in the college football national championship game, there would be nothing close to it ever in the state of Michigan. And nationally, if Michigan and Ohio State are in the title game, it would be one of the most anticipated matchups ever in sports. And I'm not saying that because we're in the Midwest and I do a statewide radio show in Michigan. If it's Michigan-Ohio State in Los Angeles for the national championship, and like I said about an hour ago, though, and I told my Michigan buddies this, do you want the season to end with Ohio State beating Michigan and the Buckeyes are national champions and they have the wild card to play for the rest of your life? Your Your win in Columbus is a distant memory that that Buckeye fan could throw the national championship win in your face. North Carolina Duke in the Final Four last year with Coach K. Swan Song, that, that was pretty big, and you could feel the national love because Coach K. was retiring, and North Carolina Duke is one of the great basketball rivalries. It might be the best ever. And I think Michigan-Ohio State is the best football rivalry ever because it spans generations. And even though both programs have been down at times, they find a way back to become the best in the country. And as I said, going into Saturday, as I told you on air, be careful what you wish for if you want to beat Ohio State again, because it's tough to beat a quality team two times in the same year. Now that's a tough one. And if you lose it, oh my God, the Ohio State fan would be Impossible to live with. Doug Skeen, he's not a big fan of Ohio State. Uh, you, you don't got Skeener? Who do you have here? You got Risden. You hung up on him. I thought Doug Skeen was joining us. 505, we'll call Risden back. Why'd you hang up on Rizzy? 
Talk about the Lions win. Skeen in an hour. We got Safey up 425. And then Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com at 525. And then John Conlon, our soccer insider, on an unbelievable World Cup and what lies ahead with the Americans eliminated by the Dutch on Saturday. So Conlon will join us. Yeah, don't ever hang up on Rizzi again. Don't, don't. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, he, he's moved into the penthouse on quality guest on our show. And Superfly, for you to hang up on him and for you to tell me Doug Skeen was going to be there, even though when I look at your list, it says Doug Skeen at 5.05. So I will, on air, make a public confession. That's my bad. I think that's a first that I've ever admitted, publicly or privately, that I was wrong. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? It's good to be with you. I'm sorry I'm not Doug, but I'm I'm kind of happy um, to be me today, was, too. I, you know, I, I, I looked and, you know, I was <laughs> dyslexic on a four and a five. That's Doug's in an hour at 5.05, but I, I did want to get you on today. Uh, to talk about the game I was at yesterday, start to finish, sitting there as a fan, uh, just like the Giants game, another four quarters of domination. I mean, this is a Lions team, like Merrill Hodge said last week on our DraftKings NFL Power Hour that you were a part of, Jeff, that he says this, this, this is a legitimate comment, that the Lions are playing as well as anybody in the NFL right now. They absolutely are. And, and I know people are going to discredit, oh, it's the Jaguars, oh, it's the Giants. Uh, you still got to beat those teams. And the fact that they're doing it so convincingly, um, one of the things that I learned from, from Marty Schottenheimer many, many years ago was that uh, when you're a good team, you, you beat bad teams easily. It's not like you're in close games with, with other bad teams. You, you win those games convincingly. That's exactly what these Lions are doing. And they're doing it, you know, they're doing it with, with offense, they're doing it with defense. Uh, the defensive effort yesterday gets overlooked because they did, in fact, score on every possession. They did a really, really good job of covering, um, other than, than Christian Kirk. Uh, I thought you saw great play by the secondary, great coordination between the linebackers and the secondary. Uh, they got enough of a pass rush to keep Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. And, man, that was, again, a full team win. They're winning it with offense. They're winning it with defense. They're winning it with special teams. One penalty the entire game. They didn't have that until the fourth quarter. They did not punt. They did not turn the ball over. That's how you play winning football in the NFL. I'm looking at the NFC standings. I checked this out last night at CBSSports.com. And the Lions in the NFC are in the ninth position right now. Seven make the playoffs. And the two teams in front of them, they've beat Washington, who's 7-5-1. and one. And if you were a Lions fan, you really wanted Washington to lose that game, and they'd only be a game behind them. Seattle is 7-5. and five. Uh, Lions don't own the tiebreaker there. But we talked about playing meaningful games in December. That goes back to our summer conversations during training camp, Jeff. And they are playing meaningful games now in December uh, based on the win over the Jags yesterday and what lies ahead with that schedule, if they can get Minnesota, who is one of the better teams, 
In the NFL, everybody keeps waiting for Minnesota to hit a wall or, oh, here comes the Jets. They're coming back. It's 27-22. They're going to blow that game. The Vikings have found a way to win. And if the Lions can beat them on Sunday, they are a legitimate playoff hunt team. Absolutely. And as much as I cringe at the thought that a 5-7 and seven team should be considered a playoff contender, I mean – they're not out of it. Not, they're not. They're not out of it by any means. You, you see Washington being shakier. Uh, I, I think. I think that was a game honestly that they expected to win and probably should have won. Uh, the Giants, to me, are the team that would fade. Uh, and and honestly, the the tie yesterday that really hurt the Lions' playoff chances yes. because they have tie, tiebreakers with both of those teams, and now you can't be tied with them uh, unless you happen to tie, which doesn't help you catch them. Uh, so that that was that was frustrating from that standpoint. I, I wanted Washington to win that game because I think the Lions could catch the Giants. I'm not sure they're going to win more than one more game, uh, but uh, you know they're, they're going to have to finish. You know they've got five. The Lions have five games left. If they go four and one in those games, that's a winning record. That's a winning record when you started one and six. Uh, at, at that point, yes, it would be fantastic if they made the playoffs. But if they can get the nine and eight after starting one and six. You know what? That's a pretty dang good job by Dan Campbell, getting that team turned around, getting them focused in the right direction, and building something for next year when they should be expected to be competing for that NFC North title all season. Uh, and when when you and I are talking in, in July and August about you know ten or eleven wins, people are going to look at us like we're high. They're going to look at us like, hey, you guys know what's up? Um, and that that that's that's real. That's where this team's going right now. Yeah, I believe to get that playoff spot, they have to completely win out. And I don't know if that's going to happen. But as I mentioned, if you beat the Vikings, you are six and seven. Uh, there you go. Hey, you're the Lions. You beat the Vikings on Sunday. Uh, you're six and seven. I agree with you. I was really rooting for the Giants uh, to win that game. And you got Seattle lurking out there, who, again, that's another team that everyone keeps saying, hey, Lions scored 45 on them. Uh, they're going to hit the wall. No, they've been playing solid football uh, with Geno Smith, so we'll see where it goes. But it's, it's cool to talk about them. As I was discussing with some Lions fans sitting around me yesterday at Ford Field, hey, if this team did finish 8-9 and nine, when they were laying there dead in the water with one win, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's and and that's I think I don't think anybody really expected. I think there was a lot of a lot of us, um, and, and I'll, I'll not even include myself. There were a lot of people that would thought this team could aspire to this. You know, even after like one and four, one and five. I think I think the one and six was like the point, and it was a poorly coached game by Dan Campbell. Um, and, and that's that's one of the things that, that is making me happier and should be making fans more confident in the team. You're not seeing Dan Campbell making the same coaching mistakes that he was earlier in the season. Uh, we talked a lot about the end of the Buffalo game last week, and, I, and that's, that's a debatable one, but you're not seeing what happened in the first Minnesota game, what happened in the Seattle game, the gross clock management, the, the weird play choices on fourth downs when you when you go for it. Um, he's gotten away from that. He's learning, and I think that's 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 one of the reasons why I'm very confident about this team going forward. I don't I don't know if they're going to beat Minnesota. Uh, I did not get to see the Vikings game at all yesterday. I wound up watching the I was watching the Lions game and in Indianapolis at a volleyball tournament um, with my it was on my laptop, and I had about five dads from Grand Rapids crowded around me watching the Lions game, and uh, it, it was just a glorious feeling. Like I don't normally get to watch the games in public. 
Uh, I tend to watch at home. Being out with, with other Lions fans yesterday, there was something special, man. That, that's something that I haven't had to experience in, in a long time where the Lions were, were expected to do the way that they did, and then they just kept going at it. Um, you and I talk a lot. Um, I like to get my, my pregame or my postgame story written before the game is over, uh, and that's been incredibly difficult to do, win or lose with this team, because they're always close. I started writing this one in the middle of the second quarter. That's how confident I was that they were. They had this game. They just looked fantastic yesterday. It's a, it was as thorough of a win as I can remember. Um, certainly since the uh, the 2017 finale, uh, when they beat uh, the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, tapped out of that game so they could put into Sean Kai. That was 2018. Uh, that last game, uh, and that was that was a, a Packers team that had nothing to play for. Like this is a Jaguars team that had won two out of three. They had just beaten the Ravens. They're very much in the playoff picture in the AFC if they win that game. Now they're kind of on the outside looking in, but that that, that was, uh, again, that, that was such a fun football game to watch. Uh, it's really hard to pick nits and find players that didn't play well, and that, that's that's just not something that we're used to. I, I said that uh, you've had really Giants game in this game this year where you, you can find no negative. Uh, you can, and how many times in our lives have we said that connect to the Lions, and I know we can't look in the rearview mirror, but man, if you have that Seattle win and that Minnesota win, the Lions are a playoff team today. That close. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Mm. And, and that's why that, that's where the growth is coming in. And I think Dan Campbell is acutely aware that uh, he's got some making up to do on that. Uh, and like he, like he's a guy. He's gonna he's gonna acknowledge that he needs to get better at things. And and quietly he has. And it's been interesting to see more and more skeptical Lions fans starting to to win themselves over on him to uh, acknowledge that Jared Goff is playing some pretty darn good football yesterday. He was darn near perfect yesterday. Uh, I, I'm not going to worry about the long term. I'm just going to be happy that Jared Goff is playing really good football right now. Uh, and that gives you something that you can work with going forward. You know, we saw Jamison Williams get his feet wet. Uh, that was by design, by the way. He he, he was going to get a target or two. That was it. You're going to see a lot more of him against Minnesota. Uh, that was made very clear today. And and Romeo Aquara will be back next Sunday, too. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one because that really builds up the depth where they sort of needed it. You know, lo- losing Julian Aquara, losing Charles Harris to, to injured reserve. So th- they're getting healthier as the rest of the team is, or the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah, look at the Rams now. My, my God, they they are uh, they're scraping Josh Johnson off the, the scrap heap. Uh, with, uh, San Francisco doing the same. You're losing their starting quarterback at this point of the year. The Lions are adding healthy, good players back to the mix while other teams are are watching their seasons crumble potentially. That's uh, the, the shoe is on a very different foot this year, my friend. Yeah, man, coulda, woulda, shoulda's, but you know, if they beat Minnesota, that might be one back considering Minnesota's a ten and two team. And then at the Jets, at Carolina, Jets are kind of imploding right now. Bears at home, and then at Green Bay, uh, you never know. Winning out if they beat Minnesota uh, is a distinct possibility. Uh, it could happen. Uh, uh, we'll see. Jeff Risden, LionsWire uh, dot com, Detroit Lions podcast. Just search for it. On YouTube, catch up and listen uh, to their weekly uh, broadcast on YouTube. Search Detroit Lions podcast. Jeff will talk later in the week. We'll look ahead to the matchup with the Vikings in Detroit. Sounds great. Thanks, Bill. All right, Jeff Risden checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics and also your Detroit Lions, Michigan State uh, High Schools. 
uh, Little Leagues, and more. Everywhere, all the communities uh, across Michigan and where Meyer has locations are a part of it uh, through your local sports teams. Our Bud Light, huge question of the day, good and bad for the Lions when there's nothing bad. I Like he said, you can't nitpick. I can't find anything. Nothing bad. You know, Michigan slow start. We expected a little hangover. It was Purdue. Uh, you were coming off Ohio State. You know you're in the college football playoff. Uh, they ramped it up uh, in the second half like they have the last eight games, if not the entire season, and got it done. Uh, so we'll take the good and bad on the Bud Light huge question of the day. Also, huge love uh, to Fabiano Brothers for serving up Bud Light in Detroit and all across Michigan, along with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. Quality partnership there with uh, Lucas and the team from Fabiano Brothers. On the way, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. We'll talk about Eric Hall uh, hitting the transfer portal. What about Michigan TCU? What about a rematch with the Buckeyes? Clayton from Ann Arbor is next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Your Auto Value Auto Parts store is part of a network of more than 300 family-owned stores and are locally run by some of your own friends and neighbors. Every day, we work hard to provide you with all the automotive aftermarket parts and accessories you'll ever need. Name brands, too, like Champion, Seafoam, Wix, Lucas, Mobile, and more. The auto parts you need at the value you've come to expect. So thanks again for shopping locally at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. The 57th Annual GLI is back in tournament form and ready to rock Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Featuring the Michigan State Spartan. Goal for Michigan State. The Ferris State Bulldog. The Bulldog. Bobchett, the number two ranked team. Western Michigan Broncos. And the Michigan Tech Huskies are going crazy. The Great Lakes Invitational at Andal Arena in Grand Rapids, December 27th and 28th. College hockey at its best. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. (laughs) 
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, wanted to remind me. We have Clayton Safey coming up from the Wolverine.com on Michigan's back-to-back Big Ten championship celebrations in football and also their college football playoff matchup against TCU as a two-seed on New Year's Eve day, a little after 4 p.m. out in Glendale, Arizona, suburb of Phoenix. They'll play in the home of the Arizona Cardinals. Clayton Safey will join us in a moment. Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com Michigan Football Podcast, a co-host with Chris Ballas. In about 35 minutes, Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com and the Lions playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now. And John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders on the World Cup within 90 minutes and the future for the Americans. Let's go check in with... Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of the Michigan insiders joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. How you doing, my friend? Doing really well. Man, uh, back-to-back Big Ten titles, overall number two seed in the four-team college football playoff. You get the most favorable matchup uh, with TCU. Everything kind of worked out in the best interest of Michigan football. The one thing looming, though, Clayton, if Ohio State would beat Georgia, a team Michigan got thrashed by last year, and you get Michigan-Ohio State in the national championship game in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, my Lord, how sweet that would be for the Michigan nation to win that game, but if Michigan would lose to the Buckeyes in the national title game, oh my God. I just, I, the, the, the scenarios are incredible right now connected to Michigan football. You got to get by TCU first, but you're right. I mean, you look at that Ohio State game, uh, and there would be nothing more satisfying if you're a Michigan fan or part of that program than beating Ohio State for a second time in a season and to win the national championship. Uh, so that would be incredible. But, it, but also, at the same time, if you lose that game, uh, and right now some early lines I saw in the DraftKings Sportsbook, Michigan would be favored by three. Uh, if you lose that game, then, you know, it doesn't quite erase what happened in Columbus, but then Ohio State, you know, feels pretty good about their future. Ryan Day has a national title and all that, but it's kind of the best of both worlds, as J.J. McCarthy said yesterday when we talked to him after Michigan got selected to the Fiesta Bowl, where they can either get their shot at revenge at Georgia or they can rematch and play Ohio State and potentially beat them to win the national title. So uh, all sort of exciting possibilities out there, and I think the TCU game will be a good one too. What's your early vibe on the matchup with TCU? Yeah, uh, I think really you look at quarterback play on both sides. Max Duggan, who is you know probably going to finish as the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, they won that Big 12 title game. I think uh, potentially he would have won the, the Heisman Trophy. But uh, And then J.J. McCarthy, who's really playing his best football at the end of the season, six touchdowns the last two games. We saw him make some really nice throws on Saturday night against Purdue. Um, so I think it, you know that's an exciting matchup. Jim Harbaugh was saying that, that he has a ton of respect for Max Duggan. A uh, kid who's been through a lot. Neither starter has uh, was the starter at their team uh, to to begin the season, so that's kind of a uh, you know a little oddity there. And they've both been really good this season. But TCU, good offense, balanced offense. They can run the ball. They got good receivers, including uh, Quentin Johnson, who's a, a semifinalist for the Bolitnikoff Award. And then defensively, I think is where Michigan can exploit them. As TCU. They've been decent on defense, but they really haven't played a physical team like Michigan, the Big Ten type of brand, the bully ball type of mentality. And I think that's where Michigan can can really take advantage. And I think that's why they're nine-point favorites in this game as it stands about three weeks away. But 
uh, I think it's going to be an exciting one. Fiesta Bowl is, uh, you know, always kind of an exciting game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good day of football on New Year's Eve. And I think the Michigan fan, uh, well noted for their ability to travel and TCU, not a, a historic uh, college football program. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a, a major pro Michigan crowd. I agree. And Bill, it even was last year in Miami where you would think Georgia would travel better. That was at least 65% Michigan fans. They didn't have a ton to cheer about throughout the game, but before the game and warmups and, you know, you know, the band playing and all that sort of stuff, it was incredible to see the way Michigan traveled. And of course they have a good alumni base in South Florida. They have a good alumni base everywhere. One of the top uh, alumni uh, in terms of living alumni in the entire country. And you're right, TCU, a smaller school. So I think Michigan will probably dominate out there. I was out in Los Angeles in 2018 for the elite eight and the sweet 16 and Michigan was absolutely dominated Staples center as well. So that'll give you an edge in a game like this. There's no question. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, Michigan fans that we've talked to are already excited about booking their travel. A lot of them already have and trying to get tickets and, uh, it's not an easy ticket so far. Clayton safety from the Wolverine.com. One of our Michigan insiders checking in on the Meyer, uh, guest line, uh, Eric all, uh, your thoughts on, him transferring. I, I know I saw you tweet out a banner uh, that is uh, inside the Michigan locker room. Those who stay will be champions. I, I assume that was in regards to all announcing he's in the portal. There's just so much transfer news out there. Of course, the portal opened today. Um, we'll just throwing that out there because it is funny, as Jim Harbaugh said a few times over the last year plus, that they've actually made that saying true again around Ann Arbor, where uh, a lot of guys who stuck it out in 2020, things like that, uh, have now won a couple of Big Ten championships if you were there the last two seasons. So we're just having a little fun there. But, no, Eric All, uh, one of three uh, Michigan players now to transfer, and uh, including Kate McNamara, so two-year captains, which is extremely weird. But that's kind of the state of college football right now where the portal is limited to just about a month and a half, and you want to find the best fit for yourself. So, you're, you know, especially when you're hurt like Eric All is, it's not like he was playing on Saturday night. It makes sense with the timing, even though it's a little bit disappointing. But, um you know, thought he was probably going to come back, not do the, you know, go to the NFL because of the injury. Uh, looks like he will stay in college, but it'll be somewhere else. And it's a pretty big blow for Michigan. Colston Loveland, as a freshman, has really stepped up. You saw him catch a touchdown each of the last two weeks, and he really looks like the real deal. Potentially one of the best they've ever had at this position. But Eric All was kind of the complete package, too, coming into the year. You lose Luke Schoonmaker uh, as well, who's been the starter there this year and, and done a really good job and stepped up when Eric Hall was out. But now the, the future, at least in the immediate, looks a little bit uh, less exciting, uh, especially because I was doing some math earlier. Michigan has had two at least tight ends on the field more than half the time this year. So this is uh, very much a key position for the Michigan offense. You're going to need potentially to get a guy out of the portal or you know have a few of those young guys step up that they have. But they recruit about two a cycle, and they're pretty loaded there in terms of youth uh, and potential, but you got to see them realize it a little bit uh, going forward. Would you agree? Uh, I know I tweeted out after the news of Aragal hitting the transfer portal uh, went public that he'll end up joining uh, McNamara in Iowa. Do you, do you believe that? I would say it's probably the most likely destination. We've also heard a little bit of Notre Dame buzz as well. Not a bad place to go if you're a tight end either. Um, but, yeah, him and Cade McNamara came in together. They were tight in the recruiting process, tight throughout, uh, both captains and, and key leaders on that team. 
uh, their captains this year, which is weird that they're both gone. Uh, but key leaders on the team a year ago and key contributors. Uh, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. And uh, the Iowa offense had no juice this year, but they may be getting a some an injection of it uh, next season with a couple guys from Michigan. And don't discount Clayton Safey's post of the banner, those who stay will be champions, that he hoped both all and Cade McNamara uh, read it. But McNamara was a champion, and they were a champion uh, last year, and it's just part of college football. Look what Deion Sanders told Colorado. I'm bringing luggage. Yeah. Told everybody to hit the portal. Right now the portal is backed up, stuffing way too many buffaloes in it. 100%. I mean, it's it's insane right now. It's not surprising. I, it's, you know, it, it is a little disappointing just as a fan of the sport because I do think that it's just getting crazy out there with all the money being thrown around. The two things that really happened at the same time were the one-time transfer rule and NIL. And I'm all for NIL, but you're seeing NIL get uh, a little bit uh, out of control with where it's not really your name, image, and likeness. It's more PFP, pay for play. Those two things at the same time, you've heard you know, all sorts of national analysts talk about it where you, you head to the portal and your value goes immediately up. There's people throwing offers out there. I'm not saying that's what these guys were doing, but um, you know, you're seeing it around the country. And it's, you know, it's a little bit – it's kind of a turnoff to me in terms of the offseason. That's why it's a little more fun to be covering a team that's 13-0, but we still have three weeks here where I think we're going to have a lot of news like this with the roster. So got to stay on top of that, but – Definitely don't enjoy it as much as, you know, covering games and things like that. Any other surprises coming from Michigan players that could transfer? Anything you're hearing? Um, they would be surprises, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are surprises. But uh, no names at this point. But I think you're seeing it around college football. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe there are a guy or two that is a key contributor on this team in the next few weeks. I don't know who that would be. Um, and then potentially there's, there's still a couple weeks after the national championship game where the portal will be open. So you're going to see that. You saw it last year with Alabama and Georgia where it was the day after. They had some key guys enter the portal. So we're just going to see more and more of it throughout the country. So I would just say uh, stay tuned at thewolverine.com for the latest because uh, we are going to be you know working some late nights here when, when all this news is dropping. Yeah, speaking of Deion Sanders, who was introduced today as the new head coach of Colorado in the Pac-12 when he just was blunt honest with the team, I'm bringing luggage. He told yeah. the media his son's going to be the starting quarterback. I said this last Saturday uh, watching the game that I thought that Dion was going to bring as many guys as possible from Jackson State because they just went undefeated, underclassmen obviously, and see if he could win at the next level with that group, and that would be their goal. I could see it. I mean, uh, I, I didn't watch the press game. He actually said his son is going to be the starter mm-hmm. at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, opening. And, but he said something like, he's going to be a starter, but he'll have to earn it. But you're announcing he's going to be the starter. <laughs> it's the, one of the first things you're announcing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and then did, um, you, did you see the video when he was talking to the team? I did not. Yeah, that he's bringing luggage and uh, talked about you may want to look at the portal. And that was to the entire team. By the way, Colorado was horrible. And those players yeah. quit on the previous coach, and he, he really told everybody, uh, go look for work elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it um, just, you know, in the last couple of years in college football where you have a team that, you know, even Michigan State, look at what they did with the transfer portal. They win 11 games a year ago, so it can happen. Is it sustainable, though? No, no, uh, it's not sustainable. Part. You can't, Clayton, you, you can't build a culture. You can't, right. and, and you watch Michigan State from last year to this year, that it's, it's really a roll of the dice. But if primetime Sanders is bringing an entire team, 
almost an entire team, as many of those starters as possible from an undefeated Jackson State team uh, in, again, you know, uh, historically black college and university. And you want to see if they can do it now at the next level. That could be interesting. It could be. And maybe this is what you do. You, you flip the roster over. You bring in a bunch of transfers. And, again, we have to keep in mind these are FCS guys. He, he did a really good job at Jackson State, but these are still FCS players. And then maybe you recruit, recruit um, you know, organically the high school and all that a couple years later and, and build some good classes. That would probably be the way to do it. I imagine that's what Mel Tucker is kind of attempting to do at Michigan State, but it's really, really hard. I will say Pac-12, I don't know the future of that conference, but uh, it's going to get a little easier with USC and UCLA dipping out of there in a couple seasons. So maybe he can do something. Uh, he's a guy that is definitely going to – He's not going to spare any expense or, or, you know, won't be for lack of effort. And uh, if anything, it's going to be entertaining to watch. One note, a lot of people were saying, why didn't he take the Auburn job? Uh, maybe he was offered, but you want to live in the shadow of Nick Saban in the state of Alabama? Go ask Gene Chizik uh, how that worked out on Gus Melzahn uh, and even uh, their latest head coach who came in from Boise State. So Dion went to a place that's rock bottom, nowhere to go but up. And one footnote about Auburn, uh, their athletic department, the morals uh, that are there, transparent for everybody between Bruce Pearl in basketball and Hugh Freeze now in football, two coaches who have had NCAA sanctions and been banned from coaching. (laughs) It's incredible, isn't it? Oh, my God, Um, it's money. Money talks. There's no morals. It's money now. NIL, Portal is free agency to a point. Uh, Dion's clearing out a team. Hey, these kids know what they're signing up for. As much as they go leave a coach and a coach can tell them to leave, it's a two-way street, right? Exactly. And a lot of these coaches are getting in trouble. You've seen in college basketball, too, when there was all the FBI wiretapping. And these ADs, you know, they may pretend when, when stuff hits the fan that they didn't know what was going on. But there's a reason why they operate like that because there is some sort of approval at whatever school. They're oh, at. Look at the LSU coach and Bill yeah. Self. Self got like an eight-game suspension. And you got, you know, Sean Miller was able to hold on for a while at Arizona. And the same thing at LSU. It, it's about money. So it's not about GPAs. It's not about, well, they're not thinking of this kid and the commitment. But I will tell you, in a place like East Lansing, where you bring in transfers, and there's a guy who's worked three years including maybe committing two years uh, left in high school, and you just tell him in the end that I'm bringing a guy in with no connections to Michigan State, and he's going to take your minutes or your spot on the depth chart, you're going to lose that locker room. You are going to lose him, and that's what happened with Mel Tucker. That's why they played like horse manure at home. Yeah, it's it's a tricky balance. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of schools with a lot of volatility where they're going to be good one year bad the next. You're going to see a culture be good one year, bad the next. And that's why, in a way, with Michigan, I know they have trouble getting kids in here at times with the you know credits transferring and all that. That's why you see a lot of their transfers are graduates, including Olu Oluwatimi uh, at the center spot, who's one of the best centers in America. Um, it's maybe a blessing in disguise a little bit, um, you know, because you don't have that luxury to be able to go out and get whatever you got, want, uh, whatever guy you want from the portal. So, um, it's going to be, you know, it's a mess. I know there are coaches out there that are not happy about this, but they have to navigate this world. And, uh, and it's, it's just going to be really fascinating. But as a fan of the sport, again, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Well, money wins. The same thing with Harbaugh. They're talking, uh, and I agree, he deserves to be paid with the highest coaches in college football. And the question is, 
uh, Clayton, our final thought together on this Moneyline Monday. If Harbaugh wins a national championship, so let's say there's an NFL job, could be the Colts who were embarrassed last night, outscored 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys. Let's say there's a job where he tells uh, the owner, hey, man, I need to see this through uh, the playoffs. And then I'll let you know that if he wins the national championship or maybe just gets to the national title game, that he knows the bar has been set here, what he's done the last two years. It may not be as good as that. We said that a year ago, and they do have a ton returning. Uh, But behind closed doors, that Michigan made him take a pay cut, that as a man he took that, uh, did not complain about it, maybe took a while to get a deal done, And he's saying, no, I've done as much as I can here at Michigan. I know he's saying he doesn't plan on going anywhere. But, man, if you won up what you did last year and you win the national championship, do you think Harbaugh looks long and hard at leaving for the NFL? I don't know. Um, My gut reaction, and we've been asked this question a lot throughout the season, has been probably not, but – when you look at the landscape of the way the sport has changed and you look at even on the basketball side, guys like Jay Wright are retiring a lot earlier than you thought. Um, transfer portal, NIL, all that sort of stuff is extra work. Um, you know, and it's, it's just kind of taken away from things then. And, and you're right. Like at Michigan and in the big 10, you're a little quote unquote disadvantaged to, in terms of how you can operate compared to an SEC school that maybe he says, Hey, I, I won the national championship or I got to the national championship game. Uh, then, you know, I'm going to take my shot back at the NFL. Uh, I, I still just personally think that, that you know, he's kind of shut the door on that, and, and he got that question again yesterday. But would it totally shock me if it came to that? Uh, I don't think so. And, you know, it, who am I to blame, you know, somebody who makes that jump either because of all the things we already talked about. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Clayton Safey, uh, the Wolverine.com. They are all over uh, Michigan football preparing for TCU and the college football uh, playoff and University of Michigan basketball and more. Follow everything. Uh, Wolverines 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the update, and we'll talk soon about that game against TCU. Anytime. Have a great week. All right, Clayton Safey joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Doug Skeen, former Wolverine co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. He'll join us within 20 minutes. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
deals you can believe in at Meyer Right now, save $10 on your next in-store purchase with coupon printed at checkout when you spend $100 or more. And get Meyer Spiral Sliced Half Ham for $0.89 cents per pound. Limit two. Fashion or winter boots or slippers for the family are buy one, get one for a dollar when you shop in-store. And December home lifelike trees are 40% off. Find everything you need for the holidays and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Drift into winter on a new snowmobile. Saturday, December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th, one player every hour from 6 to 10 p.m. scores $500 in premium play. At 11 p.m., one lucky winner takes home a new Polaris Pro RMK slash snowmobile. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. You want to find out everything about the show? It's free and available 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. 